Omagyana timirandhasya gyanam jana shalakaya chakshurin militam yena tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Hare Krishna Thank you all for coming to this uh, festival. This is the which year? How many years is this? This is the 13th annual festival we're having. This is the first time we had it in a uh, rural setting like this, in the forest setting. So it is experimental. Uh, so far it's been a little disorganized. The main things are going on. Krishna Kirtan is going on. Krishna Katha is going on. And Krishna Prasadam is going on. But uh, timings have not been that tight so far. So we have to uh, see if we can maximize our time here, utilize our time well. Many people like to come to the forest in the summer, to uh, waste their time in a different way to that in which they normally waste their time. They waste. They come to the forest to waste their time in a manner which they think will give them more pleasure than they usually waste their time in. But devotees of Krishna, they are very serious to utilize every moment in the service of Krishna. Ayo Hariti Vaipungsang Udyan Astangchayanaso Tasyarte Yat Katam nito uttama shloka vartaya. With every rising and setting of the sun, our lifespan is being cut down. We are simply marching toward death with at every moment. But life is not being destroyed for those who engage in discussion of Krishna. That is life-giving. Time, there's a representation in I'm not sure, maybe that's some Western culture of time standing with a big, uh, he's a reaper, it's like cutting the harvest. There's this big, time is shown personified as with a big knife for cutting. Well, Do you have that in Russia? That? Well, we have death with reaper. Okay, well death and time, actually this in Sanskrit the, the word kala means time and it means death also. But those who utilize their time to hear and chant about Krishna, they gain life, because that is life. So, uh, we have come to this forest setting, but we should not imitate others who come to forests to waste their time. We should utilize this time to hear and chant about Krishna. So, uh, yeah, if we can get ourselves organized a little bit better, then we can uh, utilize our time in the best possible way. There's the, uh, in the modern world, there's this concept of time management, with the idea that we should utilize our time in the best possible way so that we can make money and keep healthy and in this way, don't waste any time. So that concept of time management is also there for those who want to utilize every moment for serving Krishna. Ayushakshana ekopi nalabhya swarna koti bihi. Even one moment of time which is lost, we cannot get back, even if we offer millions of dollars or rubles or whatever. So better utilize our time 
in a manner that will be uh, most beneficial. So to do that, first of all, you have to understand what is beneficial. If we think that it's beneficial to have healthy body, lots of money, good friends and all this, that's missing the essential point. So first of all, we should understand what is the purpose of life, what is the meaning of life. We should understand that however healthy our body might be, it has to die. But we are not the body. We are eternal living beings. Ultimately, we have nothing to do with this world, whether in the forest or in the city. Before this body existed, we ex in the present body that I am in, before it existed, I existed. After this body dies, I will continue to exist. But we should uh, utilize this human form of life to act in such a way that we don't have to get any more material bodies. That means we have to become free of all attachments attachments to this material world and free from all misconceptions. So that is a very big topic to understand. Even uh, people who try to under, people who try to understand it are not very many. And even uh, of people who are trying to understand it, they may not understand it even after many lifetimes of trying. Fortunately, if we take uh, advice from Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, we can immediately come to the perfectional stage of understanding. Bahunam janmanam after many births of trying to understand what is the ultimate meaning of existence, someone might come to the proper understanding. That understanding is that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We are all servants of Krishna. We are meant for His pleasure. Our existence is defined by Krishna, in terms of Krishna. So by forgetting Krishna, we are suffering in this material world. So having come here, be happy. Sing, dance, sing, sing the names of Krishna. But let us not uh, be happy on the mundane platform of enjoying some forest scenery. Let us be happy on the platform of understanding that we have nothing to do with this material world and that we belong to Krishna. Let us uh, utilize our time for hearing and chanting about Krishna. Although we don't belong in this material world, at the present moment we are stuck here. And just to maintain our existence here takes up, uh, for most people, it takes up most of their time and energy, especially in the modern age. In the name of uh, progress and advancement, we have to work so hard. We have many facilities which people didn't previously have, such as motor cars, electric fans, washing machines, uh, gas in your kitchen, so you don't have to go and chop wood, electric lights. So we have many facilities to make life comfortable, but we have to work hard all day and night to pay the bills for all of this. So people are work in the modern age, people are working very hard and uh, just to maintain our existence. So uh, even if we want to concentrate on Krishna consciousness, uh, so much of our time and energy goes in extraneous matters. 
So here at this camp, at least for these few days, we want to create an atmosphere in which we can intensely hear and chant about Krishna so that we can become clearly focused on the purpose of life, which is to love Krishna and uh, carry that intense Krishna consciousness with us as we go back into our uh, various activities in this miserable world. Now, to uh, help, it helps to create that atmosphere of Krishna consciousness. There, there are certain factors which help us to create that atmosphere. So, for that purpose, I uh, request those who are um, already practicing devotees in Krishna consciousness to uh, wear Vaishnava dress and to uh, have tilak marking visible. If you don't have these things, well, Deepta Murti has his shop there. You can get from him. We want to identify ourselves as servants of Krishna. So although you can serve Krishna in any kind of dress, but we prefer to uh, wear the kind of dress that we would always wear in the presence of Śrīla Prabhupāda. Uh, as Śrīla Prabhupāda noted in one purport also, we're not, uh, we have uh, very limited hairstyles. There's uh, one, one hairstyle for men and one for women. So, you know, various uh, esoteric, avant-garde kinds of hairstyles are not that much encouraged by myself. Let's keep it to the way that Srila Prabhupada preferred. It may be that various people in the world, they have their preferences. But I, I found in the person of Srila Prabhupada someone or, or a person whose understanding and taste was far superior to everyone in this world. And that it is uh, far more important for me to satisfy Srila Prabhupada than to satisfy everyone else in the world. So therefore we try to do things in a manner which we know are pleasing to Srila Prabhupada. According to the understanding, yasya prasadad bhagavad prasada, yasya prasada nagati katopi, that if we satisfy the pure devotee of Krishna, that uh, we get the mercy of Krishna. And if he is displeased, then we have no possibility of pleasing Krishna. Some of you who are here this morning, you may have noticed that there was a picture of Radha and Krishna, which was displayed next to the picture of the Panchatattva at the back here. And I asked for that to be removed. And you may wonder why I asked that to be removed. When we've come here for a festival to glorify Krishna, and it's a very beautiful picture of Radha and Krishna. Now, the reason I asked it to be for it to be removed is that uh, actually this painting was painted after the disappearance of Srila Prabhupada. And Srila Prabhupada uh, always had in his books and in his temples uh, formal pictures of Radha and Krishna. Um,
One reason for that is, well, the main reason is that the, the very showing very intimate gestures is liable to be misunderstood. Srila Prabhupada is very cautious not to uh, encourage his disciples to uh, hear about or talk about very much about the intimate pastimes between Radha and Krishna. That is the ultimate goal, to serve Radha and Krishna in their most intimate pastimes. But as long as we are materially attached, we are likely to misunderstand those intimate pastimes. And especially uh, new people, they may think that this is just some mundane, sexually orientated cult. So... uh, for that reason, I ask for that to be removed. Uh, another point which you could bear in mind, which I, I also commented on during the morning, when most of you had not yet arrived, was that uh, a kirtan was going on, which is very good, chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So the devotee who was leading was singing into a mic, and another devotee among those who were following was also singing into a mic. But Srila Prabhupada instructed that during the refrain that you should not be singing into the mic. Refrain or the or whatever it's called. You understand what I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, we can understand why that is so. Because if if one out of all the others who are following sings into the mic, then all the others... They know it, it just sounds like a kirtan of two people, and when uh, and then you can't, uh, the, those who are singing they may not even bother to sing because you can't even hear yourself sing, so why bother to sing? And then it becomes just a two person kirtan. I actually saw in in uh, Mayapur in in the Gorpanima festival, there are about several hundred devotees present, but but this two mic system was there. And very loud. So devotees were sitting down. Uh, there was the Abhishek of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was going on. I looked and I saw that two people were singing. No one else was singing. Because even if you did sing, you couldn't hear yourself sing. And you couldn't be sure also who was leading the kirtan. So that's another instruction from Srila Prabhupada. And that should be taken seriously. And they think, well, these are just all little details. But detail by learning the details, we can learn how best to serve Krishna. These uh, very important point that is that this is point to be understood, which is the very crux of Krishna consciousness. Well, the basis, you could say, the, the vital point. Krishnarte akila cheshta. Everything should be done for Krishna's pleasure, not for our pleasure. We may think, well. If I'm happy, then Krishna must be happy. But actually, it's round the other way. We should try to see how Krishna is happy. So we should learn from Srila Prabhupada what pleases Krishna. Krishna is a person, right? That's the basic point of our philosophical understanding. Krishna is not just some amorphous mass, some, some undefined all. Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead, and he's the greatest esthete. So he likes things done properly. 
So he's also, he's very merciful, no doubt. And he appreciates all sincere endeavors to serve him, even by persons who are not very expert in serving him. But sincere means that we should try to understand what Krishna wants and act in that way. Act in that way. So everyone please come, chant Hare Krishna, dance, take prasadam and be happy. This is not the International Society for Rules and Regulations. But at the same time, those who seriously want to please Krishna will try to understand how to please Krishna and try to uh, serve him in the best possible way down to the details. So uh, speaking about pleasing Krishna, yes, we should please Krishna by pleasing. For that, for us, that means pleasing Srila Prabhupada. Those two principles are not different principles because Srila Prabhupada didn't teach us how we should please him, but he taught us how we can please Krishna. He becomes pleased when he sees that we're trying very seriously to please Krishna. Srila Prabhupada, his, the whole meaning of his life was to give Krishna to others. Uh, he did that literally day and night. During the day he spoke formally and informally about Krishna. All day he would speak about Krishna. And at night he would dictate for his books. And he would speak about Krishna in terms of the philosophy of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. He spoke about Krishna at the level that the people of this world require to understand. He spoke much about the miseries of this material world. He spoke on many uh, apparently mundane subjects, such as the cheating of governments, the cheating of the educational system, the foolishness of the endeavor to be happy in this material world, the uh, errors of uh, various uh, prominent so-called scientific theories, the errors of various uh, social theories, such as democracy, communism, feminism, for instance. But Srila Prabhupada, he spoke on all these subjects in the light of the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita, to give guidance to human society how we can live in this world in a manner that is conducive for developing Krishna consciousness. So Srila Prabhupada gave us, gave us himself, particularly in the form of his books. So uh, often devotees ask us who had at least a personal vision of Srila Prabhupada, they ask us, what was it like to be with Prabhupada, and what did he say, and what did he do, and all these questions. But Srila Prabhupada said, if you want to know me, read my books. So I'm always encouraging you, please read Srila Prabhupada's books. Nowadays there are many books available. It is good and it is proper, it is kirtan, that more and more books about Krishna and Krishna consciousness be produced. But at the same time, uh, we want to see that the devotees are studying Srila Prabhupada's books, by which uh, Srila Prabhupada said, Everything we need to know to become fully Krishna conscious is in my books, Srila Prabhupada said. So devotees often think, oh, how 
good it would have been to when, when to have been there when Prabhupada, when Prabhupada was personally present. But you can get the same benefit now by reading Srila Prabhupada's books and following his instructions. Krishna consciousness is a uh, it is the natural linking of the soul with the supreme Krishna, the supreme who is Krishna. So uh, that is always available. It is not that when Srila Prabhupada passed away that we lost the opportunity to associate with him. We cannot associate with him in exactly the same way as we did when he was personally present, but we can associate with him in the most important way, which is by uh, imbibing his instructions and following them. So uh, as every follower of Srila Prabhupada must know, Srila Prabhupada also emphasized so much on the distribution of his books. Uh, Srila Prabhupada promoted preaching of Krishna consciousness in, in many ways. But it's, it's clear that he uh, put most emphasis on the distribution of his books. So we're fortunate to have present among us Navina Nirada Prabhu. Just like to stand up so people can see who you are. It, probably most of them don't know who you are. Yeah. Who has personally distributed... I don't know how many. Do you know how many? Hundreds of thousands of Srila Prabhupada's books. Literally. And uh, served for eight years as the GBC's Minister of Book Distribution. As, uh, and, and in, in that capacity traveled all over the world uh, inspiring and in training devotees in book distribution. Uh, there was one devotee, at one time one devotee who was a leading book distributor, uh, his GBC member recommended him for sannyas to Srila Prabhupada. This is in the 1970s. And Srila Prabhupada said, there's, Srila Prabhupada replied in a letter that there's no need for him to take sannyas because he's doing more he's doing more important service than any sannyasi by dis personally distributing so many books and training others in doing so so that's a very, so that's a very uh, important statement isn't it you see how seriously shila promised how much importance shila Prabhupada put on book distribution of course, the etiquette is there to give importance to sannyasis. That should be maintained. If those who are engaged in book distribution start to think, well, I'm better because I'm doing so, then they miss the whole point of doing so. But at the same time, uh, as followers of Srila Prabhupada, we, we must keep alive uh, this mood, of, we must keep prominent this understanding of how much... Uh, Srila Prabhupada personally invested in his books so much of his time and his energy and how much he wanted them distributed. So please take advantage of Navina Nirada Prabhu's presence here. He may not speak only on book distribution, uh, but he will be speaking on distribution. So please attend his lectures. Uh, and understand that this book distribution, it's not just meant for a few people. And it's not just meant for once, one month a year. Um, it's meant for all devotees can and should take part in this as far as possible.
So I know many devotees want to see me also personally. I, I try to meet everyone during my visit, all my disciples each year, at least this once. So how are we going to manage that? Tomorrow morning there's a, a marriage, multiple marriage ceremony going on. Maybe, uh, yes. maybe I should meet devotees during that time. Maybe especially the brahmacharis who want to meet me, I could meet them at that time. Or others also. Anyway, I'll I'll come over here uh, during that time, and then anyone who wants can. And uh, I'll just I'll just try to. Uh, yeah, I'll be here and be available, and please come. Especially those who are going to come and see me are requested to uh, wear Vaishnava dress. It's not so appropriate to come before your spiritual master in jeans and all this kind of thing. Yeah, so tomorrow is uh, a marriage festival or whatever it's a marriage ceremony. Traditionally, the, the marriage comes first and the babies come afterwards, but in the modern age, it's often round the other way. Uh, but it is... Uh, marriage is a religious function. As Srila Prabhupada noted, there is... Uh, there's no marriage festival for dogs and cats. It means a union of man and woman in uh, with sacred vows. The very understanding of having a marriage ceremony is a, is a religious ceremony, which means that it's understood that this union between man and wife is not simply for sensual or economic or social purposes, that it is a sacred vow taken uh, in the name of God or, in, or under the shelter with the blessings of God for the purpose of pleasing Him, that husband and wife cooperate to serve Him and to raise their children uh, in accordance with His wishes. So in the modern age, uh, I'm not, I don't know about in this country, but in, in, uh, in England, where I would, this particular body was born, uh, people like to get married in the church. Still many people like to get married in the church. They never go to church at any other time. But they think it's nice, some sentimental reason to go to the church for marriage. Can I get some water? So... Uh, that we are married in a religious ceremony, we should understand the import of that. It's not simply because it's, it looks nice or it's traditional, but it is a commitment that a husband and wife unite for the service of Krishna. Like uh, everything else in the modern age, everything else of any real importance in the modern age, uh, the marriage institution has become trivialized. People who grow up watching cartoons, they don't have, they generally don't have a very deep sense of the, of the importance of commitment and dedication and following vows. But, uh, yeah, human life is meant for the very grave purpose of dedicating our life in the service of Krishna so we can uh, 
simply advise you to uh, be very serious in Krishna consciousness and be very serious in married life. Marriage is meant for producing children. Contraception is sinful. So the natural result of uh, married life is that there should be children. And it's a very grave responsibility. As I just said, people who are raised on watching cartoons, they don't have much sense of the responsibility and gravity of human life. But bringing a child into this world, especially in the modern age, it's a very grave responsibility. The modern age is so confused and confusing that it's uh, difficult to uh, understand how children will turn out. But it is the duty of parents to train their children in such a way that their children will not have to get born again in this material world. So just consider what a grave responsibility that is. That means that the parents themselves have to be uh, fixed in practices which will uh, help them to come out of it, help them to come out of this material world, help themselves, the parents themselves. Parents who are uh, trying to enjoy this material world and are not serious about Krishna consciousness become the enemies of their children. In the modern age, almost all the parents are the enemies of their children. If if one does what everyone ex- what is generally expected of a parent, then you become the enemy of your children. If you feed your children meat and then encourage them to enjoy themselves in this world, then you become their enemy. So, uh, train children to be happy in Krishna consciousness. But you have to point out to them, you have to tell them that uh, this material world is not our proper place. Our proper place is in the spiritual world with Krishna. You have to point out to them that what seems normal to most of the people in this world is abnormal. That if we live our lives just like an average person in this world, then we are uh, spoiling our life and misusing the opportunity of human life. So, uh, parents require to be, to be proper parents requires one to be very serious in Krishna consciousness. I think that uh, some years ago I gave a seminar in Russia on that, and I think that's been published in that book. Who showed me that book this morning? Who showed that? Yeah. So that seminar on Grihastha life has been published? But I've spoken on these topics. There's something in there, yeah. It's that seminar I gave in Moscow in 1980-something, I think. It was. 1995. You remember so well. So, Hare Krishna. There are many things to speak about. Shotavyadini Rajendra Nirnang Santi Sahasrashaha Apashatamatna Tatvam Griheshu Grihamedhinam. Persons who are blind to the real purpose of life discuss many things. Persons who think that they can be happy simply by enjoying their senses in family life, they discuss many, many things. So we we can also discuss many things during these few days here. But everything should be centered on Krishna, how to serve Krishna, how to please Krishna. That is our subject. Hare Krishna.
Any questions? Yeah, there's a question. There are different situations in our life. How can we understand that it's a sign from Krishna that Krishna wants us and he gives his sign to us? Uh, that it's not our mind that is pushing us to do something, but that it's a sign from Krishna. How can we understand it? Did everyone yeah. Yeah. say it loud in Russian? Uh, I'll say it again. Yeah. Therefore, we have to see through the eye of Shastra, Shastra Chakshuhu. If we otherwise we see through the uh, bewilderment of our own uh, misdirected material desires. So please study Shastra, hear the message of Shastra, and chant Hare Krishna. Take guidance from devotees who are competent to give guidance in accordance with the teachings of Shastra. And if we are thus sincere, Krishna will uh, guide us in the proper in the way that is proper for our advancement. Tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam dadami buddhi yogam tam yenamamupiyantite. Krishna says that for those who are constantly engaged in serving me, Preeti Purvakam, making love of me their their goal of life. Preeti Purvakam means to put Preeti, love, first. So we may have so many other things, so many other obligations, but our Krishna consciousness comes first. For such devotee, Krishna says, I give, the, I give them the intelligence to them by which they can come to me. But if we have any uh, any other agenda or any other motive than to please Krishna, then Krishna will give us intelligence in another way. My diary. So we should be sincere and knowledgeable. We should be sincere to serve Krishna. And knowledgeable about what Krishna wants us to do. Yeah, anything else? Uh, is there a person living living nowadays who can talk to Krishna or has the same connection with Krishna as Srila Prabhupada? Is there such a person living nowadays? Did everyone hear the question? Do you want to repeat it? Well, there's no one with exactly the same there's no one exactly the same as Prabhupada. Because uh, everyone has their own individual... Everyone's an individual person. Just a second. But uh, is anyone in the world today on the same level as Prabhupada? This is basically the question. Maybe not. Uh, such devotees are not very common. You don't find... Uh, Maha Maha Bhagavad's loitering on every street corner. Uh, but on the other hand, um, we can get the same benefit as if Srila Prabhupada was present. You may say, well, uh, what about Krishna when he was present? Then what happened after he left? 
Wasn't that a great disaster for the world? If you want to be spiritually advanced, then surely it was the most uh, favorable time when Krishna was personally present, isn't it? You're asking if anyone is present who saw Krishna personally as Prabhupada did, but when Krishna was present, everyone who was in his vicinity saw him personally. So after Krishna left, does that mean that no one had any hope of becoming Krishna conscious? What do you think? Is it possible? Is it only possible to be Krishna conscious when Krishna is personally present? What is the proper understanding? Krishna swadhamo pagate dharma jnana dibisaha kalau nashta drishamesha puranarko dhunoditaha. Krishna left this world with dharma, with with religiosity and knowledge, which are naturally present when he is present. But persons who have lost their vision in this dark age of Kali, uh, even in the physical absence of Krishna, can see everything clearly by the son of Srimad Bhagavatam. So Srila Prabhupada gave us Krishna in the form of Krishna Nama, the name of Krishna, Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam. And we can take advantage of that by following the instructions in those books. If we are intelligent and sincere, we can get the same benefit from Srila Prabhupada's presence in his books as were those as those who were personally present with Prabhupada. You can become more if you're if you are sincere to be Krishna conscious, you can become more advanced than many than did many people who had personal association with Prabhupada. Is that correct? Krishna consciousness is a spiritual science, is it not? It's not. It's not a matter of. There's called drushti uh, part. That means you just someone looks at someone else and then they get an electric shock and then they become spiritually realized. That is not a spiritual science. This idea. So if you are sincere and serious to be Krishna conscious, then Krishna will help you. And you will f find the guidance that will uh, help you to be Krishna conscious. So you may think, well, I have to find super maha bhagavat premi bhakta. Otherwise, forget it. Well, how, how do you know? How do you know Srila Prabhupada is a maha bhagavat? He didn't speak about Radha. Very rarely spoke about Radha Krishna Lila. He mostly spoke from very basic Bhagavad Gita philosophy. So if you follow. Prabhupada's instructions, then you become spiritually advanced. And if you follow the instructions of one who is strictly following Srila Prabhupada, you'll become spiritually advanced by the spiritual science, not the spiritual sentiment. Follow the basic instructions. That's the first thing. Then you'll gradually make progress. Practically speaking, you don't need a Maha Maha Bhagavad. You need someone to... We need devotees who can teach us how to follow the basic things, how to control the mind and the senses, how to follow the basic principles. Just like if you want to study physics, you don't need an Einstein. You need someone to teach you, first of all, arithmetic. That comes first. So even, even if you have Einstein as a teacher, he's still, if he's actually a good teacher, he has to teach you, first of all, one plus one equals two. You have to start at the beginning. So, even if you do get a super Mahabhagavad Premi 1008 Guru, uh, 
if he's actually a good a proper guru he won't he won't talk about these things because you can't understand them he'll teach you what he needs to hear what you need to hear someone who proposes to teach you all about the very intimate pastime seeing krishna directly when you when you're still attracted to this mundane material world is simply a cheater so if you want to be cheated you'll say oh i I I only want to be guided by someone who's seeing Krishna directly. You have no idea who is Krishna or what it means to see Krishna directly. If you're an insincere rascal, then uh, in, in, in you'll talk very high talk that oh I I I'll only be guided by someone who sees Krishna. And in the meantime, you won't uh, follow any basic principles properly because you think that you're so advanced. And in the name of bhakti, you'll simply become proud and offend, offend those devotees who are actually teaching according to the, the need of people. So if you can find someone who can help you to make practical advancement in controlling the mind and the senses so that you can gradually advance in Krishna consciousness, you should be very grateful for that. Don't talk about seeing Krishna. You're a long, long way from that. Let's be honest here. As long as we're interested in looking at the bodies of beautiful young women, then we shouldn't think that we're anywhere near qualified to see the intimate pastimes of Radha and Krishna. That is our ultimate goal, but let us work sincerely and seriously at the level that we're at. If I was to sit, if I was to come every year to Russia and talk about the pastimes of Radha and Krishna, undoubtedly there would be many, many more people coming to hear me. But I don't see the point in that when, when you know, devotees, uh, so many of them, they can't even follow the, you know, even though they take initiation vows, they don't even stick to them. And we find uh, so many, even they're initiated and they still watch TV and listen to calming music. So uh, if any of you are uh, actually qualified to hear about the intimate pastimes of Radha and Krishna, well, I congratulate you, but uh, you're already very fortunate. But I'm busy here at the basement level. Yeah. What did Srila Prabhupada say about chanting Radha's name and Kirtan? Jai Radhe, Jai Radhe. Prabhupada didn't encourage that, no. Within certain songs like Jaya Radhe, Jaya Krishna, Jaya Vrindavan, Prabhupada would sing that. But we, there are dozens of recordings of Srila Prabhupada singing. We never hear him singing Jaya Radhe, Jaya Radhe. He would always sing, he emphasized always the Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna means that we glorify Radha and Krishna together. So Krishna is happy with Radha and Radha is happy with Krishna. So we chant the names Hare Krishna together. What's the time? Okay, I'll move on now. All right, Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Yeah, there may be so many questions, but I'm going to move on now. Shall I distribute Prasad? Uh, it's a bit difficult for me, actually. So, uh, Oh yeah, I better tell you about this so I don't have to tell all of you individually. What happened? What happened? Just, I will explain that I will not accept any more questions. We can give it to tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Devotees, uh, some of them joke, was, was I punching out Mayavadis? Or, 
Verbally, we should punch them out, not physically. Uh, how this happened? Well, I slipped and fell over. Nothing exciting at all. And fractured a bone somewhere in there. Thank you for your concern. There's no pain, but I have to keep the cast on for some more time. It's inconvenient, but not painful. The ultimate cause is forgetfulness of Krishna. Nothing happens without a cause. I must have done something. I, I'm Definitely, I did many things to deserve much worse things than this. So this can be understood as the reaction to some uh, something that I shouldn't have done. And uh, we can expect that we all have to suffer much worse things than this. On the day that it happened, it was so painful I couldn't sleep all night. So I had to suffer some pain. But we all have to suffer. The material world means the world of suffering. But if we take knowledge from Bhagavad Gita, we become detached from that and understand that I'm not this body. The pain is real. It's not that it doesn't exist. But we understand that this is ultimately nothing. I, I am not this body. This pain has ultimately no connection with me. And that uh, is a lesson from Krishna, not to be attached to this body. So, pain is normal in this material world. And happiness in love of Krishna is normal. In this material world, we're in an abnormal position. So let us all dedicate ourselves fully in the service of Krishna and come out of this miserable material world and go to Krishna to live eternally with Krishna. There are no hospitals in Krishna Loka. No need for hospitals. No schools, no factories, no slaughterhouses, no bars. Pure happiness with Krishna and no fractured bones. So Hare Krishna. Please distribute prasadam.